Look at the incident in um, Turkey. They closed the, the, the Turkish airport, their main airport, a couple days ago because of a UFO sighting. They grounded all flights. And they didn't go, oh, well, that happened to be some idiot's drone. They don't know what it was, but they knew we got to close the airport. Look it up for yourself. And then we're all just like, hey, I wonder what the latest trend on TikTok is. And I'm screaming like, are you serious? We're, we're getting closer and closer to finding out that, uh, yes, there's aliens and UFOs and they're visiting us all the time. And we're like, oh, that's a, that's a fun little story. But anyway, like when, when those like headlines hit, <clears throat> we should be talking about that for like a month straight. And it's just another story like, oh, they closed an airport in Turkey because of UFOs. Well, eh, whatever. What are you doing this weekend? You want to get a few craft beers and go to the beach? People get so mad because of how honest I've been lately. I did everything I could at the time to save Anthony. And then that son of a bitch spins it that I did nothing. It's all horse shit. He texted me thinking he was texting Jimmy. I was called a C to have a, that guy stab me in the back. I think he's a completely horrendous, terrible person. You know, I, I swear to you, he continues with that. I will sue him. Mel Karmazin insisted I go to his office. And this is what he said, and it's gonna piss off a lot of people, but it's the God's honest truth once again. The show doesn't work without you. Yes, he said that. People that used to um, be a big part of the Pal Talk room, they said, oh yeah, Anthony was fucking trashing you on Pal Talk while you guys were doing the radio show. This is insanity. Could you take Ant in a fight? Oh, oh well, this is an Opie and Anthony question, and you paid for it, so I will answer the question. It would be a, it would be a no contest. I'm sorry. It would be a no contest. Of course I can. Was there ever a doubt? You know, if you weren't at the uh, show, Anthony and Jimmy would have just done Jocktober all the time, Jay Warren. Ah, whatever. What are you going to do? Uh, both those guys were very un unappreciative of what I brought to the table. Years and years of experiences and little nuances. I studied radio for a very, very long time. And there's so many little tiny things you do on a regular basis on a regular show that makes the damn show that much better. And uh, they they never uh, they never understood that I don't think. But that's what are you gonna do, man? Water under the bridge. That show ended, man. I think we're getting close to ten years without the Opie and Anthony show. I think I lost track a while ago, but I think it's close to ten years. I uh, got a little super chat action. Do you think you'd make millions without Anthony, Jim? Michael, dollar ninety nine. I was well on my way, Michael. Well on my way. I would have I would have done just fine. But one of my one of my talents was finding. Um, very talented people and putting shows together. So uh, if it wasn't Ann or Jim, it probably would have been other people. So my answer is absolutely. Of course I would have. That's what's so, that's what's so terrible about these haters who I, I really believe are literal traitors. Like they hate on me the most. And I was the one that had the vision for the Opie and Anthony show. I was doing a version of Opie and Anthony before Anthony. 
And then I, I continued to develop it. And the show I was doing before Anthony was very, very successful locally on Long Island. Very successful. And I was getting offers all over the place already. And then I'm like, okay, this vision, I got to pump this up more. And then I chose Anthony. And then uh, after that, I'm like, hmm, we could pump this up even more with uh, kind of a comedian sniper dude. So I picked Jimmy. Like the whole thing was my vision. So of course I would have been uh, made millions without those guys. It would have just been different with different guys. Stupid haters, a bunch of effing traitors going after the guy that literally had, had planted the effing seed for a show that uh, they enjoyed for decades. They could go F themselves at this point. They're dishonest pieces of garbage. All right. Uh, yeah, of course. He's proving that. Thank you, Adam. The hell is Jimmy doing without the Opie and Anthony show? He's just rotting and watching his numbers slowly go down. And his venues are getting smaller and smaller. So shut your mouth to that guy because I know what you were trying to do. Jimmy's nothing without Opie and Anthony. And he's living off the, you know, the... Uh, the, the fame of the show to this day. And it's just slowly going like this. And that's a fact. And if you want to deny that, then you're a dishonest person. Jim is terrible without ONA. Of course he is. He's one of the luckiest people I've ever met in my life. God. And then he thought he was more than he was. That's, that, that's what's so sad about that guy. He thought he was more than he was, and then he squeezed, uh, squeezed me and Anthony out. But Anthony won't acknowledge that. Jimmy squeezed Anthony out, too. Look, my, my gut says that they got crazy-ass stuff on each other, and that's why uh, Anthony continues to play the game. Because the fact is, like, Jimmy squeezed him out, too. Anthony should be furious over Jim Norton. But probably when they were hanging out, they probably have really good dirt on each other, so he plays some dumb game with it. He should be really annoyed by Jimmy. Literally, when the company got rid of Anthony, Jimmy sat in his seat. That's who he should have been annoyed by. Have you seen a documentary called The, the Least Professional Broadcaster about Sam Roberts? Highly recommended. I, 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 like I said, I don't click on any of that garbage. I do think Sam Roberts is an absolute terrible fucking person could be one of the worst out of all of them to be honest because we were legit friends took him on vacation paid for everything and um to have a, that guy stab me in the back i think he's a completely horrendous terrible person the other guys i actually didn't really have uh, a close friendship with but i did not uh, click on that no and i and i won't click on that you're mad at Anthony. You're mad at Anthony. You're a guy for not agreeing with your lie. You are mentally. I'm. I'm mentally unstable. Okay. Out of the three guys from the Opie and Anthony show, I'm mentally unstable. Okay. This guy woke up nice and early to just obsess and hate. <laughs> They're trying to push the un mentally unstable thing because I was brave enough to talk about my mentally ill mom. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do you understand the, the type of people I worked with? And you're, you're trying to say I'm the one that's mentally unstable? Shut up. Isn't uh, mental uh, instability required for good radio? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you the God's honest truth, man. You know, my comfort zone was being with insane people. 
And that's why when I was building a massive radio show, I, I found the insane people. If you want to know the truth, that's exactly what happened. My comfort zone was what was chaos. Not anymore, by the way. And maybe that's why some people find me a little more boring these days, because I don't feel like living in that chaos. But that was my comfort zone. If there if there wasn't insane things happening around me, then I couldn't be bothered. I blew off good, solid people that could have been really, really good friends in my life because they were a bit on the boring side. Now I just got normal friends, normal friends, which I like. When me and Anthony were on top of our game, uh, uh, there was a book publisher that really, I mean, really wanted us to write a book. And we're like, holy crap. I do believe that me and Anthony were offered a million dollars each to uh, write a book together about our career up to that point. You know, all the stuff that happened in Boston, the Sex for Sam thing in New York and everything in between. We're about to sign that contract. We're like, holy shit, quick million. I believe that was just to just to get going. And then there was some incentives, you know. Anyway, we're like, hell yeah, Bob Eatman, we'll do that. You know, super super agent Bob Eatman, who's no longer with us. The company came to us and said, Oh, we hear you're writing a book, and, and we're like, hell yeah, it's gonna help our radio show, it's gonna help you. Get more people listening to the current radio show. They're like, yeah, uh, one problem. If you uh, if you write about Howard Stern in your book, uh, you'll be fired. <laughs> this is another another true story. I'm telling you, man. Howard Stern's skin. He plays tough on the radio, but first of all, he gets his hair did every morning to go on the radio. That's not a tough guy. And then uh, the, the thing you learn uh, is that his skin is this thin. Wait, can I make it even thinner? Wait, let me try to make it even thinner. Howard Stern's skin is this thin. <laughs> so the company's like, you can't write about Howard Stern or we'll fire you. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's like, we would have... God, at least two or three solid Howard Stern chapters in a uh, Opie and Anthony book. We couldn't do it. And I'm like, oh, my God. And and the other side of it, the company was was paying us good money. So it wasn't like we could just blow off the salary they were giving us. And long story short, we never wrote the Opie and Anthony book because the company once again came to us and put the kibosh on it. They always made it so much harder to be successful and to build an audience. I mean, I saw the path. I saw the path a million years ago. I'm like, if you just stay out of the effing way, I got you. I will deliver one of the greatest radio shows of all time, but you got to stay out of my way. And they would just put landmines all over the place that we had to zig and zag around. And for the most part, uh, we were still very, very successful, even though they made it very, very hard. Fast forward a whole bunch of years. Now they they don't pay, they don't pay a million dollars for a book anymore. I mean, if I uh, try to write a book and I shopped it around, I don't even know. I haven't done this in a while, but 
they might offer me maybe, maybe a hundred thousand, maybe. And I think that's a bit on the high side. So for now, I'll just keep uh, telling my stories on the OP Radio podcast. You know, I, I swear to you, this is, I'm not even joking. He continues with that. I will sue him. I am not even close to mentally ill. And I will sue him over that. And then let's let them let's see what's going to happen. Literally, literally, I worked with two insane people, and then they're the ones that are going to try to spin it that I'm mentally ill. Because I was brave enough to talk about a mentally ill mom, because a lot of people go through life with uh, someone in their family, someone close to them that is mentally ill. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to relate to the people and tell them that I had a really hard time with a mentally ill mom. But I'm here to say, and I'm going to say it again, that uh, it was something that worried me and the rest of my siblings. So we've all been checked out for all sorts of stuff. And I'm clean as can be. There's no mental illness in this head. And I'm sorry to say, I got some touches of some weird things. And that's about it. It's a very serious thing in my family. And we've, uh, you know, we've all had have gone through some things to make sure, you know, we're okay. And it turns out, guess what? We're okay. Sorry to say. Oh, he's just the worst. Thank God I don't have to see his stupid fucking gravel face anymore. Thank God. One of the greatest days of my life, knowing I didn't have to walk in that studio anymore with a miserable person who just wants to start crap with everybody around him. How many current fights, how many current problems does the guy have? Thank God. That was another time I tried to quit. After Anthony took major shots at my brother's uh, restaurant. You know, my brother can't afford somebody taking major shots at his at his restaurant. So, oh, God. For, and then I was called a C when he, uh, when he texted Jimmy. Uh, no, he texted me thinking he was texting Jimmy. I guess he was really hung over that day. So he calls me a little C because I was sticking up for my brother because he was trashing my brother's restaurant. This is insanity. Absolute insanity. So when someone like texts you like uh, the little C won't even look at me today and he texted to me instead of Jimmy, I'm like, All right, I'm done. So I left for uh, that time. I left for two or three days. And then Mel Carmazan, uh insisted, insisted I go to his office. And this is what he said, and it's going to piss off a lot of people, but it's the God's honest truth once again. He goes, uh, if, if you don't come back, the show is over. The, sh the show doesn't work without you. Yes, he said that. And then he said, if, you're, if you want to reinvent yourself, I want you to reinvent yourself here at Sirius XM. So then I went back to the show, which was stupid again. At that point, I should have ran away. And the rest is history. Then the show played out with Anthony going on an insane racist rant. And then he blames everybody except himself. I don't want to spend my mornings just babbling about that crap. When I have to, I, I'll say some things. And then, then the dishonest people out there will say, all he does is talk about Anthony. When the fact is, overwhelmingly, we talk about so many more things. And it's just a tiny little piece of my live stream. That is a fact. There's absolutely insane people <laughs> they're, they're insane 
It was just a radio show, Jesus. <laughs> it wasn't even, it was just a radio show, you lunatics. How does Sam get his, I, I don't know. I mean, they're not, they're not setting the world on fire, that's for sure. There's a million podcasts out there that are doing way better than uh, Jim and Sam. Few of the few people that I still, <laughs> no, maybe I shouldn't. I got it now. A few people that I still uh, keep in you know, touch with, they go, I, we, uh, there's a bunch of us, we just don't go on that show anymore because uh, we have a bigger audience on our podcast. They're like the old days when we went on Opie and Anthony, we went on there because you guys had such a huge following and we knew on the other side of it that we would get more uh, people listening to our podcast or more people going to our uh, gigs. And now just going on that show is a complete waste of time when we get nothing out of it. I don't care who hates Hope. I don't care if they say he's washed up or he's insane or whatever lies they spit out. Opie is the destroyer, destroyer, and I'm all in with the Opster. Bravo. Thank you, sir. Well, this is a lot of, there is a lot of bullshit out there. A lot of bullshit. And I finally decided I had to, I had to fight back and give my two cents. And then people don't want to believe my uh, side of things. What are you going to do? All you can do is give your two cents. And then it'll be up to the people to decide what they want to do with that information. All right? I'm not doing it back and forth or any of that horse shit. Fighting back, taking my shots when I have to, and uh, hopefully just literally moving forward with other things. But, but you know, that's, that has become problematic at times. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, go F yourself. I've answered this question a million fucking times. Do you view your decision decision not to uh, put your job on the line when Anthony was fired as a mistake. Go F yourself. Anthony knows how many times I put my fucking career on the line for him. Anthony was building a goddamn studio in, in his house. He was building a studio. He was already moving on to be a solo artist, you idiot. You want to ignore that fact? That he was spending um, way more time and cared way more about, about what he was building in his own house in his basement, you Dope. No, I don't regret it. And I did what I could. And then he has to spin that this shit. I'm in no mood, dude, because I'm I'm seriously trying to get get my my shit back together. I'm in no mood. I did everything I could at the time to save Anthony. And then that son of a bitch spins it that I did nothing. It's all horse shit. But we live in a world of horse shit. We live in a world of fake fucking news and bullshit and where the truth doesn't matter at all, where morals don't mean crap. The fact is he was already showing his hand and he was moving the fuck on. I'll tell you this much. Those guys simply did not know how to uh, do a radio show at all. Uh, Anthony certainly learned how to do a radio show. He took it upon himself to to learn early on, I, I explained uh, the ins and outs of radio to Anthony. He didn't know anything when I, uh, when I brought him on board, this is not me trashing Anthony, but he brought it upon him. He, he, he brought it upon himself, excuse me, to learn the craft of radio. And the one thing I'll say about Anthony, he knows how to do radio. He knows how to get the people talking. He knows when to go to the phones. He knows how, how to change topics. Jim Norton never, never chose to learn the art of radio. So he literally has no credibility when it comes to talking about anything that happened as far as how a radio show runs. Okay. Anthony, uh, all those years, he's like, well, man, you know, 
I want to learn how to do this. And he did. And he knows how to structure a show and put a radio show together, when to move on, all that stuff. Jimmy just sat there like a pig, like a pig waiting for celebrities to come in. And then he would, he would, um, he would bring in like a garage sale, basically, of junk for these guys to sign. That, that was his big motivation to get as much of his junk signed as possible. So when he tries to talk about how a radio should run, he has no credibility in my eyes because he chose never to learn how it actually works. Was he good at it at times when he played his role? 100%. But, man, he was there more to just uh, hang out with celebrities and have them sign his junk. He would, he would set up card tables outside the studio. And these poor celebrities, they're like, how many things do I have to sign? Oh, there's only another seven. So when it comes to uh, him talking about radio and how it works and how it's structured, no credibility as far as uh, I'm concerned. Anthony, as much as I got my issues, <clears throat> I could say this. The guy learned how to do radio, and he, and he knows how, how to uh, structure a radio show, okay? I'm going into business with a friend of mine. Any tips for having a, a successful partnership? Why are you asking me? I think, um, I think my dad tried to give me this advice back in the day. When I, had, when I uh, met Anthony, I had... Um, a lot of years of experience in radio. Um, this is no knock on Anthony. He had no experience whatsoever. He certainly does now. Okay, of course he does. And my dad was a big businessman until he wasn't, by the way. Um, and he told me at the time, man, don't don't make him a 50-50 partner. Don't do it. Don't do it. All those years of experience you have should matter. Don't do it. Kind of wish I uh, listened to him about that back in the day, but uh, I have no advice for for uh, having a successful partnership. I don't think I don't think me and Anthony were a successful partnership. We certainly did an amazing radio show, but it was uh, it was miserable uh, from like nineteen ninety nine ninety eight on. Didn't get along with the guy, but we uh, put out an amazing uh, product. So I'm not the guy to, to ask. And then uh, the partner I had after Anthony, he died at a young age. And then the other partner I started working with, he died six months later. So why are you asking me about partnerships? <laughs> Jesus. Why did you guys let Pal Talk become such a big part of your show? Uh, were they a sponsor? No, man. I never, I never had anything to do with uh, Pal Talk. I, I was never on Pal Talk. That was Anthony's thing that he focused uh, a lot of time and attention on uh, while we were doing our radio show. But I literally never posted on Pal Talk. I didn't have a Pal Talk screen in front of me. Um, I'll tell you this much. When I would have to walk behind Anthony to go to the bathroom during breaks, he was very nervous. <laughs> this is all true. People get so mad because of how honest I've been lately. Uh, but he would get really nervous that I was able to read the Pal Talk screen because it came out years later. People that used to um, be a big part of the Pal Talk room, they said, oh, yeah, Anthony was fucking trashing you uh, uh, on Pal Talk while you guys were doing the radio show. 
So then every every break, I would have to walk behind him to go to the bathroom. And he, there was always some awkward him sort of covering the screen or making believe he had something else to do with his uh, computer. And I was at first, I'm like, what the hell is that all about? And I, I had my suspicions. I couldn't really prove anything at the time. But then it did come out years later from um, a few fans that reached out to me and said, oh, yeah, that was happening on a pretty regular basis. I'm like, oh, that's just great.